and welcome back to Afterglow. It is episode 31, and it's also October 31, the 31st. This is the end of uh, Spocktober 2023, and uh, we've played some good games, and we've played some games that could have been good. And uh, this is the end. I, I don't know if you guys have been uh, keeping track and listening, but uh, there's been a pattern to these games. I've got a lot of other Star Trek games I want to cover at a later time, but I wanted to cover one from the original series, one from the next generation, one from Voyager, and finally one from Deep Space Nine. Deep Space Nine only had one game, and uh, this game beat me. I never beat this game. This game totally beat me. Uh, as a matter of fact, uh, stealing from the Secret Levels podcast, you might get a uh, Rage Ween section later. We're not going to call it Rage Ween. I'll figure out something else to call it, but uh, probably going to rage in this episode. Uh, I attempted to get Captain Benjamin Sisko on here, like I did all the other uh, primary members of the show. I know a lot of people expected Kirk instead of Spock for uh, the original series, but honestly, I'm more of a Spock guy than a Kirk guy. But unfortunately, I could only get a couple messages from Sisko instead of actually communicating with him. Uh, first, I asked him about his thoughts on this game, and this is what he had to say. You cannot deny Ben Sisko exists. That future, that space station, all those people, they exist in here. In my mind, I created it. That future, I created it, and it's real. Don't you understand? It is real. I created it, and it's real. It's real. Oh, God. Uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's how I feel after I play this game, too, to be honest with you. <laughs> Other than the fact that I uh, I didn't create it. Uh, by God, Avery Brooks, who played Cisco, he uh, created an awesome world with Deep Space Nine, but also ended up with this game, which, oh, oh dear God. <laughs> but uh, he, he eventually got back with me. He said they did beat the game. But he said they cheated to beat the game, and I find that kind of interesting. But uh, here's his uh, thoughts about actually beating this game, which more of a man than I did, because I couldn't beat it. But here's what he had to say. At 0800 hours, station time, the Romulan Empire formally declared war against the Dominion. They've already struck 15 bases along the Cardassian border. So, this is a huge victory for the good guys. This may even be the turning point of the entire war. There is even a welcome to the fight party tonight in the ward room. So, I lied. I cheated. I bribed men to cover the crimes of other men. accessory to murder. But the most damning thing of all, I think I can live with it. And if I had to do it all over again, 
I would. Garrick was right about one thing. A guilty conscience is a small price to pay for the safety of the Alpha Quadrant. So I will learn to live with it. Because I can live with it. I can live with it. Computer. Erase that entire personal log. Well, maybe he can live with it, but uh, I can't. This game's absolutely awful, and we're going to cut into it after the music cut. with the music because while this game does have some awesome music and sections like you previously heard earlier with the uh, SNES version of the Deep Space Nine opening there's a section that I never got to play because I can't beat the first section so I had to watch a YouTube guy who uh, could actually speedrun the game in like 33 minutes which makes me feel adequate let me tell you but uh it has some of the worst music I have ever heard. And we're going to have that as background music while I rant on this game. So, get ready for my version of Rage of Ween. 
though, right? We're just gonna keep that going in the background. So, um, like I said, I can't beat the first level of this game, which is ridiculous. And the game starts out so good, because you're kind of uh, exploring the station. You've got the uh, ops area, you've got the promenade area, and it's kind of cool that you can go through and explore all that. But that's where the good parts end, because you find people that are uh, putting these bombs on the station, and you have to go to uh, the outer pylon area to find these bombs. And at first it's not too bad, because you can see them. Well, then it turns off they're cloaked and you can't see them. You gotta use your tricorder to find them. And the little mini-map there to help you is really no help at all. Uh, the tricorder has a tiny scan area. So you scan this like tiny area on your screen, which is like a few inches, and you might get a little glimmer that shows you the bomb. You've got like maybe 10-15 minutes to find all these bombs. But even better, once you pick one up, the thing explodes in like 25 seconds unless you can get transported out. Because they're all invisible, you'll never find them without actually memorizing their locations in this game. So the only way to beat this section is to more or less mark where all the bombs are at. That way you can find them and get them transported out and detonated. But even that is made more difficult by the fact that there's these platforms that you can move that you have to have, and uh, if you don't move these platforms, there's certain areas you can't get to, and you have to beam some of these platforms from one area to another, which requires you to find a computer terminal, which you have to use in order to transport the platforms. And while you're trying to do all this, the map is so confusing, like, there's junk everywhere. And it's not like a regular ship layout. I mean, it feels like you've got like 10 decks and they all look identical. And you're trying to find these bombs and you cannot find them anywhere. And it drives you completely insane and eventually it blows up and you lose the game. That's what happens to a normal person that plays this game. And again, I watched a YouTube guide. If I studied it, I could probably figure out how to get past the first level. But I shouldn't have to like, take hours out of my life in order to study the first level of a game. Apparently the game only has five levels anyway, and this horrible background music that you hear comes from an area that actually looks kind of cool, where you uh, pilot a shuttle. And side-scrolling uh, plays like, you know, R-Type or Gradius or games like that. It looks cool. Too bad I can't play it because I can't flip and get to it. And this is a G-rated podcast for the most part it might be a bonus episode that's not some trying to keep it pg but dear god i am struggling here and i i know that's so different for this podcast because i try to find the positive and stuff like i gave a fairly positive review of robocop on the nes i enjoyed that game total recall was a piece of trash but i could at least get past the first level in it I could eventually beat the game even if I cheat. But this one, there, there's no getting past it unless I spend hours drawing out a map and remembering where these things are. And uh, again, it the controls feel like Prince of Persia to me, which normally would be fine, but again, the game is so obtuse. And the worst part is you want to like it, because if you're a Trek fan, you go in there and you're exploring the station... And before the game starts, you get that awesome rendition of the opening, and it looks like it's going to be pretty good, and it's not. What, what blows my mind is that you go on YouTube, and you look at some of these playthroughs, and you get some people that actually are like, oh, I like this game. How? Like, was this the only game you owned? Because I can maybe see that if this is the only game you owned, you had to learn it. 
as a kid? Yeah, sure, because we all had that game where, you know, we didn't have very many games. You played what you had, and you liked it. But, I mean, if you had options, this game was just... It was awful. And again, it has so many areas that look cool. But... They, I can't get to them. Again, I'm stuck with the first level. And at the same time, you've got awesome games that are out in this era that I didn't even cover. Like, you had uh, Starfleet Academy on the Super Nintendo, which shipped the ship battles. I, and it was done so well. It's one I didn't review for Spocktober, but I'll probably eventually get to it. It was fun. Like, even the next generation, the game might have been broken in many areas, but at least you could get through and you could play it. It was hard, but you could beat stuff in it. 25th anniversary on the NES, same thing. It was hard, but you could make your way through it, and you could beat it. And, and this game didn't even give you the option. You literally go in, and the game slaps you across the face going, No, you're not playing. Unless you want to go out and get some graph paper and graph out the map and figure out where these things are at. And then maybe, maybe, just maybe, I might let you see something else. Which, here's a surprise. After the uh, intro in those YouTube videos, other than the side-scrolling section, the levels are more the same. It's going through these confusing areas. You're looking for stuff that you can't find. Everything looks the same. And... It's just not a good game I can recommend. So I'm out of horrible background music. <laughs> there are many good Star Trek games out there from the 8 and 16-bit era. Uh, there's many good games on computer, on PC. Good God, the Activision games, they're all wonderful. Um, I had awesome memories of uh, Star Trek Klingon Academy, which I'll eventually do an episode of. But I want it to be its own thing. I don't even want it to be a part of Spocktober. I want it to be its own special things. It was easily like one of my favorite games. Stay away from this one, though. And uh, that's pretty well all I got to say. I can't say much because I can't beat the first level. And it's so frustrating to me. I went back, too. This isn't all a childhood memory thing. Which I didn't even go into the childhood memory thing. This is Afterglow. This is what I'm supposed to do. So let's go into that real quick. This is a rental store game where it's like, cool, a Star Trek game I've never played before. I've played some pretty cool ones in the past. You run it, you can't beat the first level all weekend. So you remember that Star Trek game. You go to emulate it like years later. Still can't beat the first level. Let's fast forward to now. You record a retro gaming podcast now where you go over your memories of games. And, you know, you go back and you play some of those games to kind of rekindle those memories. Guess what? Still can't beat the first section of the game. Totally insane. So this is going to be a longer episode because I still have a music outro to go through. I hope you enjoyed listening to my, uh, I, I would say ramblings, but at this point it's therapeutic just to get this out. <laughs> uh, stay away. If you had to choose between Total Recall and Crossroads of Time, go play Total Recall for the NES because at least you'll get some amusement out of it. This is awful and will do nothing but make you rage. Thank you for listening to Afterglow. That's it for Spocktober. Although, eventually, we will have more Star Trek games on the way. 
But we're going to do something different next month. Thank you for listening. We're going to have a music outro. And I will see you next time on Afterglow. Stay away from this game. Awful. prosper.